Hey guys, you got Christina Gilchrist here, also known as the Dialysis Warrior Blind Chick. And I'm here with my Moosey boy, my Moose the Pomsky service dog. And. Hey, uh, what about me? Oh, yeah, I have Michael Gilchrist is here. The caretaker. And this is Living on Dialysis podcast. And this is a disclaimer we are not doctors. This is just the opinion of Living on Dialysis Facebook group. And always follow up any advice you have with your team and your doctors. And again, this is just an opinion. So if you don't like it, tell me yours. Bye. All right, guys, this is Mike. And Christina. And uh, we don't really have much to talk about this week because the story, All Hill All Hank, is just absolutely amazing. So look at that. Look on the page. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll put a link on Christina's page, on my main page, and the Living on Dialysis page. So uh, go take a look at that because just seeing the pictures of this little baby that's on PD is absolutely amazing. Um, a couple things that happened this week. Um, we went camping. Well, we went up to the property with uh, my mom, and uh, we bought a new toy. We got a laser from uh, Joanne and Chris. My amazing aunt and uncle. Yep. And uh, we absolutely love it. And it was just one of those that we weren't even planning on getting one. But when the deal comes along, we had to jump at it. And uh, I, I really like going up to the property for... One main reason, and it's because Christina can do absolutely anything she wants up there. Um, one of the coolest things is just tossing her the key and telling her to drive. And you have this blind chick that my mom show, knows she's blind as a bat. And <laughs> yet she didn't even question. She just hopped in the passenger seat and was just driving along. And... Uh, <laughs> Let's just say her depth perception isn't the best, so yeah. <laughs> um, I would be watching my rear view mirror on the ATV quite well. Because, uh, <laughs> let's see, we stopped at a moose one time, and uh, I stopped, but uh, I didn't know if Christina was, so... It, it, it was a close call. It, it really but was, and, and... We really got to see the moose, which yep, is awesome. And... You ever want a butt puckling moment? It's when a laser's driving towards you and you don't know if it's going to stop or not. So, but she had a blast. And we, if, if, if you haven't seen the videos on her page on the group, yeah, one of the coolest things is just videoing her and you just ask them, like, what are you doing? She's like, uh, duh, I'm driving. Yeah, duh. You know, and I just haven't, I haven't done this for like 18 years, but duh. Yeah, and she, she looks like a total princess in it. She's, she got the, sunglasses and just lean them back and and then uh two days later we went with uh, my parents yep and we took them up and her mom and dad absolutely loved it and uh they absolutely loved being up there we uh i showed them how great uh roasting a corn dog over the fire is. yep and her dad actually loved it it was great and like right now in utah the colors are insane yep so these colors on these leaves, oh, it's just stunning. Yep, and uh, I guess a couple of other things is uh, I've had this whole week off, so we decorated the yard and yep. the house and 
Have you and put pictures of my yard on there yet? I haven't put pictures of the yard. I have pictures of the Halloween arch. Okay, guys. So. I have a couple more things to add. But when I'm all done, you'll get pictures. Yes. And, yes, you'll get pictures. And uh, today we had a new CBC placed. Yep. And I guess the biggest advice I can give on that is we have been complaining about the CBC for weeks. If, if it's being uncomfortable, go, go get it changed. Yeah. You know, we, one, we had, it, it was placed on an emergency on a Saturday. And yeah. it was one that was, that was too long for her. So yeah. it was uncomfortable. It, I don't think it was quite placed right. Yeah, it was just never really and happy. And it just kind of moved because it was so long. And it, we waited way too long. Yeah, we got and lucky if, not getting an infection. If something is uncomfortable... Yes, it's not rainbows and butterflies, but if it's uncomfortable, it's address so it. It's so much better after you do it. Go look at it and be assertive. Today we had an appointment about the graft. And the graft we were is worried. coming out. Yep, we were worried that they were going to want to keep trying it. And we discussed on the way there, okay, we are removing this thing. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. We are telling this doctor we want it out. And so we are going to have an appointment where she's going to have this graft taken out. One of the ends just never healed, and I think her body was rejecting it. Yeah. So it was just, that graft has been a pain ever since the beginning. And my body's just a rejector. Yeah, she, her body hates anything that isn't Foreign. hers. So we're going to have that taken out, and we're actually going to have that uh, new fissure procedure yeah. done on you. Which will and be really, really interesting. Uh, by my understanding, it's that one done by Metronics. Yeah. Where it just kind of pulls the vein together and makes a fissure. And what we learned today is if you do this process and it doesn't work, it, it has it has okay. like a 50% chance well, of working. Chance of working. I mean, it's, it's one of those where if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. Yeah. But the good thing is, is that if it doesn't work, you can still have a fistula placed in the same spot. Yep. So you're not ruining. You're not that ruining spot. any access. You're not ruining anything. And the good thing too is about us removing this graft. She's not going to lose. She. We won't have to do blood pressures and IVs in her leg. We Just will be able to do it in her arm. Yep. Because she won't have any fistulas in her arm. She won't have any grafts. And we were told that she'll be able to use it. So yeah. no big deal. And, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of sucks that that didn't work, but yeah, it is well, what it is. And we have, we have done and mourned this graph. We really have. And I was, and, and I know with the fish oil, we're going to have issues poking that, you know, I'm hoping we'll do good and we're actually going to, you know, we're going to make Christina put her money where her mouth is. And, and I'm going to stick my own. Yep. And if there's, we learned from Bluey that... You, when you're sticking your own fish oil, you can just feel on the inside and outside, as weird as that sounds, but you can feel where that needle is. You can yeah. feel if it's against a wall. You can feel if it's going to uh, infiltrate. You can feel that, you, you can just feel your fish oil on the inside. It's, it's weird to think, but it actually makes sense. Yeah, So we're going to get that fish oil placed, and she's going to use it, and she's going to poke it. Yeah. So. We'll have a blind chick poking her own fish oil. So. Yeah. 
All right, so all treatment is actually ending, and uh, we didn't have much happen this week, so that's all we're doing today. Yeah, so, thanks uh, for tuning in, guys. Yep, and Christina always says she gets the last word, so see ya. Bye, guys. I told you you get the last word here and there. You just can't do it. You can't do it. I can't do what? You can't just let me have it. Ah, I can't stop. Okay, so I do, I do get the last word. Do what? This is where you talk. Now I'm not going to talk, and so when we get off, I won't be the last word. And then you feel bad. All right, this is uh, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, and I say it kind of messed up, but that's okay. The previews before the movie is The Little Mermaid. It's in theaters May 26, 2023. This looks amazing, and the music's always good, so I hope they actually do really good at this, so... Um, it has Shazam 2, and it's in theaters March 17th, 2023. And, of course, this looks amazing. I can't wait. The first one did really good, and I hope this is what gets DC's characters actually going. So, And I hope it has Black Adam in it. So, uh, The next one is, and the nieces and nephews are really excited about this one, Puss in Boots 2, The Last Wish. It's in theaters December 21st, 2022. And this looks cute. Puss has used eight of his lives, and he only has one left, so he has to be careful. Yeah, bounty, bounty hunters are after him. Looks cute. Avatar 2, The Way of Water, in theaters December 16th, 2022. This looks amazing, and it will be even better in 3D. So if you go see this, go see it in 3D. And if you haven't seen the original on the big screen, it's meant to be seen on the big screen, so go see it. Um, Strange World. It's in theaters November 23rd, 2022. This movie looks cute, but honestly, it looks like a lot of cutscenes from Lightyear. So, I hope it, I hope it's good. It has a lot of stupid humor in it, and so it's going to be funny, and we'll go see it with the nieces and nephews. But And then, of course, the stupid, 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 stupid AMC commercial with Nicole Kidman. Oh my god, stop showing it. It makes me want to punch babies and kick puppies. Here is the official trailer for Lyle Lyle Clock. Voice of Lyle. Hey, it's Sean Mendez, the voice of Lyle. It's up for the world tonight. We're so excited for you to see the new trailer for our new movie, Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Watch it now. What was that? That is an ambulance. What was that? That was a car tire. I have no idea what that was. New York City. Did we just move here? I think we did. You think Josh is going to be okay? This is my crocodile. Please take good care of him.
not be happy. We have a crocodile living in our attic. That was totally awesome. The city must do something. Do you realize how different things have been since I met him? He changed everything for me. And not just for me, for you too. that they don't have to be afraid. Liar, liar, crocodile. When the Prim family moves to New York City, their young son Josh struggles to adapt to his new school and friends. All of that changes when he discovers Lyle, a singing crocodile that loves baths, caviar, and great music. The, t- the two become fast friends, but when evil neighbor Mr. Grumps threatens Lyle's existence, the Prims must band together to show the world that family can come from most unexpected places. It's based on the books by Bernard Wabble. Um, I've never even heard of these books before, but that doesn't surprise anybody because I don't read books. But uh, the nieces and nephews absolutely love this. I thought it was weird because if you can sing, then shouldn't he be able to talk? But I guess, but it was cute and it had really cool effects. Um, And again, the nieces and nephews loved it. So if you got kids, take them to see this. Bye. Alright, this is Michael. And Christina. And Christina's a bit quiet today. She just had CBC surgery. She just had a new CBC port put in. So she may not talk very much. And if you hear the machine running, we're actually uh, administering dialysis right now. So we have the amazing opportunity to talk to the mother of All Hero Hank. Her name is Jessica. Yep. And uh, Jessica, you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. How are you? I'm hanging in there. All there right. Six this week, so we're all hanging in there a little bit. Aww. Yeah, I, I heard you guys were a little bit under the weather. Um, so, basically, let's just go straight into it. Just go ahead and give us Hank's story. And oh, your my gosh. story. Well, thank you, yes. But yeah, well, it does start with me because um, when I was pregnant with Hank is when we first found out about his condition. Uh, really early on ultrasound, 16 weeks, um, we found out that Hank's bladder was really enlarged. Um, basically, he had LUDO, which is a lower urinary tract obstruction. And this obstruction didn't allow his urine to go out. And it oh, just wow. swelled up inside of his bladder. And so we got referred to Johns Hopkins in Baltimore right away, fetal therapy, and this was going weekly, watching ultrasounds, and eventually the obstruction cleared up. He was able to pee, and we were all excited for a little while. And then his kidneys started to fail, both of them. Oh, no. The backup of urine, yeah, the backup of urine just damaged his kidneys. And um, what we learned is without the baby's urine, um, there's no amniotic fluid. (gasps) And without the amniotic fluid, 
which is what the baby breathes in, um, his lungs couldn't develop. So was this, so, was all of this before he was born? All of this was while I was pregnant with him. Wow. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. goodness. So around 23 to 25 weeks, we ran totally out of amniotic fluid and there was nothing we could do but just wait and see if when he was born, if he first was able to breathe. That was like our biggest obstacle. Would he even be able to breathe? Um, which he, he, he did and didn't. He was immediately put on a ventilator, on an um, oscillator, and he stayed on that for several months. And then we waited to see if he could pee. And he peed a very little, and we kept watching and watching, but um, he eventually started to swell up. And right. his electrolytes started to go all haywire, mm. and he needed to start dialysis. So and they put in a um, PD catheter right around three weeks. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Do you, what were his, like, do you know what his numbers were at? Oh, my gosh. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have no idea because at that point it was so yeah. uh, new and crazy, and I was just throwing, like, you know, I was so prepared to worry about the breathing thing. That the yeah. kidney issue, I had no idea really how... how serious or, or bad or scary wow. it would be. I figured, oh, he'll, he'll come, he'll get this done, he'll go home, and, we'll, you know, it's a we'll lot more good, yeah. than I wouldn't even remember, you know? So, do you have other, uh, do you have other children? Yes, Hank is our fourth, so okay. we have three other children. And how old are they? So, uh, let's see, Violet is 12, Juliet is 9, Zach is 5. Okay. And then Hank okay. is a little over 1. Wow, okay. Oh, wow. So yeah. he gets his PD tube placed, and I imagine you do all that at home. Do you do manuals, or are you doing a machine? So, yeah, so we had his PD catheter placed, and unfortunately, it, uh, he got peritonitis right away. Oh, and he had no. to have it removed. Yes. So right after that, he had to go and um, get hemodialysis, and the catheter was right in his neck, and he had to be um, medically paralyzed for two straight months and just get continual hemodialysis <gasps> he got sepsis and everything he was just it was a the worst time we've been through was those two months for sure because he was just laying there medically paralyzed <sighs> getting hemodialysis 24 hours a day wow. that is crazy so they had to let the you know peritoneal dialysis you know um totally heal before they would place another one, and then they waited several weeks for that to be totally healed before attempting PD again. So oh, then at wow. that point, once we went through all of that, um, we started PD again, and he was up in the hospital until he was seven and a half months old. Okay. And he finally came home on dialysis. Okay, yeah. so explain the PD a little bit. Is there a special tube for babies as well? Yeah, um, I think it's the same. I mean, it's it's a it's a dialysis catheter right in his peritoneal cavity. Okay. Um, How long and is it? It's just a much smaller volume than an adult would get. He gets ten hours a night. He's been up to sixteen. So when he when, started out at twenty four hours a day. Uh, okay. So when he does hospital. a fill, what? How how much fluid does he get? He gets three hundred and twenty mLs. Okay. Hourly. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's actually decent for a baby, yeah. I think. Because you, Christina yeah. was getting how much? 2000 2000 and she would do uh, 13 to 12 to 14 hour sessions, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. All right, so yeah. you were doing PD at home. Go ahead and yes. keep going on that one. 
Well, we, you know, had to learn PD. It's totally overwhelming at first. On, on top of his, you know, he's got a feeding tube and he's got a central line in his chest for basically just for labs. And, and then, you know, came home with these three tubes <laughs> and put on yeah. wow. dialysis-wise. Once we got it, you know, once we got a routine, it, it's going well. You know, I, I can't complain about PD too much. It's allowed us to do a lot. It's allowed him to be home. So... How, how, how are you, his how you, other organs? Yeah. Um, his lungs are still are small. They're still small. He's going to, um, that's why he was just in the hospital with RSV because it's going to be more affected by yeah. um, colds and things like that. Um, his heart is okay. Is You know, no other issues with any other organs. So That's good. And the bladder and intestines are good? So he just had his um, cystoscopy, so his urinary tract is good. The next test will be the bladder, so we don't know yet. Um, He does pee a little bit. I'm hoping his bladder is okay. All of that has to get checked out before he can get, um, you know, on a transplant list. So so he is still producing urine? Yes. Okay. A little bit, not enough, not great quality. Do they happen (laughs) to say what what his percentage is on his kidney function? No, I mean he's an end stage real failure. I, right. I don't yeah. Even... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were talking transplant. What yeah. opportunities do you have for that? Well, Hank has to get to be um, ten kilograms before he can be listed. So okay. we're trying to check all the boxes on everything we need to do as far as his testing and his, you know, if, if his bladder is not okay, what can we do to fix it? Does he need bladder cycling? Um, yeah. Before he gets to that weight, so that when he is at ten kilograms, we're ready to go. Wow. Okay. And so, I mean, we we, me and Christina have both had, you know, babies and stuff like that. How do you keep him from pulling those tubes out? I mean, it's he's a got. <laughs> I, I I would imagine because he's got a CVC, he has a PD plus a stomach tube, and we yes. we 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 have a, uh, a handicapped nephew. And he's constantly pulling out his his stomach tube, and he's he's fourteen. Yes. Yeah, so it is a nightmare. He, he has pulled out his G tube a few times. Um, I've gone and got it replaced because I have I do not have good luck putting a new G tube in yet. Um, yeah, but I watch him. Luckily, when he's you know he's asleep during his PD most of the time, so I stay in his room until he falls asleep. And he's a good sleeper, so okay. he doesn't he doesn't mess with his dialysis catheter too much. The the hardest one is his central line. He does get to that dressing and tears it off, and we have to change the dressing frequently. Yeah. Okay. Um, I keep two bibs on him, two onesies on him. Like, he's just got layers and layers and layers oh, wow. to keep him from grabbing at things. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so... How are the other siblings handling it? How is Dad handling it? How are you handling it? Well, Dad handles it way better than me. He's very cool, calm, and collected, and I'm the opposite, but I guess we're a good combination there. Um, yeah. he, he's more positive. Nothing's ever going to go wrong. And I'm more, every single thing's going to go wrong. Yeah. The, the kids are great. Um, it's nothing new. You know, they've gotten used to it. The hardest part was, you know, last year when he was in the hospital for that long. And one of us was at the hospital with them every day. Yeah. Yeah. I, so there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of babysitters, or I should say family. They, they, we have a lot of family support. So they were at grandparents and aunts and yeah. Those sorts of things, so. Okay. I actually grew up with a handicapped sister. She was born with bad lungs. 
So I was always okay. tagging along with one of my parents to the hospital. My dad, he was the one that just went to work all the time. And my mom, okay. I, I, I pretty much grew up in a hospital. I mean, we would just walk the halls and we interacted right. with all the other kids. And I, some of my best friends were some of the kids with respirators and breathing tubes. And, and we just would go in. There was one kid, he was uh, paralyzed from the ne- neck down. And my oh, wow. job would be to go into his, into his room and play video games. But I had to do exactly what he would say. And right. my mom would come in and yell at me because I would, I would be fighting with him saying, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. But my mom would be like, hey, you're his hands, you do what he oh, says. Right. And I'm like, he's being dumb, he's not doing it right. <laughs> so it, it, it I, kids being kids that just see other kids, right? Yeah. 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 All right, so I hear you guys just went to Disneyland. Is, was it we Disneyland did. or Disney World? Disney World. Okay, how Ooh. was that? How was, how was traveling with PD and... All of the stuff behind. It was behind. an adventure. Um, this was our like third big trip this summer, and so it's gotten easier each time. Um, but you have to call ahead and have your dialysis delivered, you know, to the hospital. I mean, sorry, hospital hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to the hospital more than the hotel. Uh, it's a lot of packing, a lot of planning, because it's not just like you can just go to the store and buy something if you need it. It's, yeah. You have to remember to have everything. That's the scary part, the checklist, the double checks, Yeah. all those things. But um, once we got there and got set up and I knew everything was there and secure, it was it was good. It felt like uh, victorious. You know, we did it. We made it back. He's okay. Good. So what machine are you guys using? Are you guys using Baxter or Liberty? Baxter. Okay. All right. We, and do you guys have the little tiny machine that talks to you? Or the older one? No, our machine doesn't talk. <laughs> yeah, you, okay, you got one of the old clunky machines. I hate when they give that. They have this, blend, they have a new uh, small machine that's quiet. and It's we, been out for a couple years now. It really now. has, and I know, I know certain clinics only have authorization for certain ones, but when I hear Baxter people have that old clunky machine, we, yeah, we would take that new choice, yeah. yeah we would take that new Baxter machine up camping it and, weighs almost nothing yeah we we had oh, the no, old this one is big yeah it's we had 35 the, pounds right it's like a big old printer yeah we had yep. the, we had the old Liberty machine and that wasn't too bad for traveling but it was it was just clunky as hell and but that whole yeah, that you're afraid of it. Don't want anything to happen to it. Keep it safe. Yeah, that yeah. that Baxter machine would fold up all into a little suitcase. It was actually really nice. So yeah. tell your clinic if they have a new one, if they have the new Baxter to give it to you. Um, yeah, that sounds like a. And then, idea. do you guys do any manuals? No, the only time I need to do any sort of manual would be if he has a scare of peritonitis and they want me to fill oh, okay, up. Okay. Yeah and take a sample um other than that no it's, it's only on the machine okay do you have you have to use heparin very often we've with used his it bags? in the past but no he doesn't use heparin okay all right all right so it sounds like pd is going pretty smooth for you guys yes. what what obstacles do you have going forward with hank right now for example like do you have anybody who is a match with him for donating or what's your guys's kind of plan so all of that um we haven't even been able to get to and we're excited to start but we're still like on the cusp of just getting ready to start about trans start talking about transplant you know yeah so i get over you the next month two months all those answers will be 
um, coming in. I hope that I can donate to them. Of course, um, I, all I know now is that we're the same blood type. Other than that, I don't know anything. Well, and his okay. antibodies have got to be low as hell, right? I mean, well, being a baby or... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He had to fight pretty hard in the womb, so... Yeah, you'll have to let us know on on the advancements of what's happening and stuff like that, because I, I know we, I know you have a Facebook page called uh, yeah. All Hail All Hank. Yes. And, anybody, and I'm going to put that link on the podcast, and I'm going to put that link on our page, because... Thank you. That... Your your guys' story, I mean, I I see the trials that we have, and Christina's 40, and we go camping and traveling and stuff like that. I can, yes. I can only imagine... A baby. A baby and having to, you know... And, and I see the aspect of it, of being a sibling of a kid that was in the hospital and stuff like right. that. And I remember just... We had to go put on our Sunday best almost when he when when my sister was born. We had to put our Sunday best on almost every day because the yeah. doctors were like, "We don't know," and my dad right. would be like, "Okay, put your suits on. We're gonna go say bye," you know. Right. And it was I just daily and daily and daily, and then having to be in gowns and the you know we celebrated our first birthday yeah. um, in the ICU. They actually allowed us in and we were able to do that. But so. <laughs> That's crazy. And and your husband, he's a firefighter. Yes. So he's a Baltimore City firefighter. So he's a little bit more used to the medical uh, you know, he was a paramedic as well. So oh, okay. it's certainly helpful to have his opinion. Oh yeah. Be able to I hate visiting him. He he gets shot, so he gets a reticrit shot twice a week and he'll soon be getting growth hormones okay. daily. I hate doing the shots. When he's here I make him do it. And he doesn't Aww. mind, so we have a, a split up of job tasks in that way. So, can you not give the shots through the CBC? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. As far as I know, so we're still battling with insurance to even get this approved, you know. But as far as I know, I believe it's like an EpiPen. Okay. Oh, um, okay. Injection in. Um, and then the Reticrate is another injection in his thigh. Wow. Okay, that that is absolutely amazing. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a link on Christina's Blind Chick Living page, on our uh, Living on Dialysis group, and then on my personal page as well. Because watching you guys' story is just absolutely amazing, and you guys as parents, yeah, are just incredible, freaking awesome as Thank well. Thank you. That is, I mean. Having I mean, on top of all this, we had, um, you know, it was COVID times when I was pregnant with him. Yeah. So oh, my all gosh. Of, all of my appointments monthly or, you know, weekly there for Wild Hopkins, I had to go by myself. Yeah. My husband couldn't Aww. come in with me. So I had to go in and see the baby's ultrasound and hear the bad news or good news myself. Which I'm very glad COVID times are kind of going. You know, the kids couldn't yeah. come for a while, that sort of stuff. So was your husband ready. Was your husband able to be there when Hank was born? Yes. Yeah, so even by the time he was born, things were a little bit better than I think they were the year prior. He was born in 2021, so... Oh, okay. They've loosened up on things a bit, so where we both could be with him. Um, But it was, you know, no more than two people in the room, so, like, grandparents could come and meet him, and his siblings would come meet him, but we had to swap out who was in the room at the same time sort of thing. (sighs) And and Christina had a lot of medical during that time and trying it's terrifying. to 
trying to decide yeah. which one can be in the hospital, which one can't. I've got, I'm right. arguing with her parents of, okay, who can come, who can't, who can be on the list. So, I mean, right. it's, it's difficult because it's like you don't want to leave, but at the same time you want to give somebody else a chance to see the baby and interact, and it's like... Yeah, right. that, that that's difficult. It's tough, yeah. And with us, we needed, like, time to be home. Like, it was always helpful if a grandparent could go and sit with Hank for a while. So yeah. that we could just be home, especially when Steve was working. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have the three other kids. It was helpful if I could have, a, a, you know, my mother go for a few hours and be yeah. with Hank. So it's, like, peace of mind on my half, you know, that nothing's happening to him. Grandma's there, you know? Right. Yeah. Oh, All right. Gosh. So here in the next couple of weeks again, I'm going to reach out to you and I want some updates and stuff like that. But thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Please keep you us guys. updated. Answers. Yeah. I'm really excited. He has his next clinic appointment next week and uh, hopefully we'll figure out what the next steps are. Um, and we start talking about transplant and all yeah. that stuff. And, and if you guys have any questions about, I mean, I don't know how many answers we can give on a newborn and stuff like that, but yeah. if you guys have any questions when it comes to dialysis or transplant, reach out because yeah. we, we, we can hopefully find some answers for you. I know, a, I know quite a few, uh, n- not babies that young, but I knew, know quite a few young children that have had transplants, so... Yeah, Thank and we're... you, I appreciate, I appreciate following, you know, like, because I know this is a... a this is going to be Hank's lifetime. You know, he's not going to get a transplant and everything's going to be fine the rest of his life. He's going to need multiple transplants. Right. So it's helpful to see other people out there living their life despite this because this is what he's yeah. going to be faced with forever. Well, and, and yeah. like I said, I just find it amazing that you guys have still been able to travel. You guys have still been able to have fun. Yeah. The pictures, one of the one of the best pictures that I, I was showing Christina was Hank's smile when he was sitting in the fire truck. Yeah, so he's a cute. Happy guy. Like, he, he's, he, he, he's he just good, he's smiling big. And and Aww. if if you look at the pictures, you can't even tell that he's on PD or anything like that. I mean that that's what's amazing too. And then that Thank uh, you. that that picture where he's scuzzing at the camera, that one is yeah. one of my favorite. Too. Yeah, it's so cute. So Thank you. All right. So like I said. We are going to put some links on the uh, page, on the group, and we're going to blast the hell out of Hank. I mean, and, this is... And just so you know, we're really good at just support, too. If you need someone Thank to you. talk to, give us a call. It really is. Just, just as the caretaker and as somebody that's going through it, if you guys you. just want to yell at somebody or if your husband just wants to sit and scream at me, I mean, it's... <laughs> yeah. It, it's a lot to go through. It is and hard. And... Being the parent yeah, and a caretaker. I'll say because I'm usually the one that's uh, spiraling out, and he stays pretty calm. So I do wonder if in the back of his mind, uh, what's going on? But I, he always stays calm for me. And and that's how I am. I am the calm one. I am the one that looks like it's all together. Yet right. there's times where I'm just screaming on the way home. You know, right. it it is it is a lot and. It, like I said, if he needs an outlet, or you need an outlet, it, we have yeah. your number. We're going to save it. Thank you. And uh, you, you'll probably get some lame jokes here and there and text, but um, <laughs> keep us updated and keep us informed. Uh, again, this is uh, Michael and Christina. And this is the parent, this is it's the mom Jessica. of Jessica, the mom of All Hill <laughs> Hank. And uh, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Thank you. Okay. Hello everyone, welcome to Christina's Crazy Corner. 
Um, okay, so two really cool things. One, I talked Mike into being in the crazy corner. Say hi, Mike. Hey, how are ya? He's so excited. And then also, we're talking Hocus Pocus tonight, guys. I absolutely love Hocus Pocus. I dress up every year at this witch's night we go to, and I'm Winifred, and my friends are Mary and Sarah, and we just have the best time ever. So I'm so, so excited for this. And this year, you're going to be dressing up as a lot of the other characters as well. You're going to have... We'll have Binks and Max there. We'll have Binks there. We're going to have Danny there. We'll have, I can't remember her name, the girlfriend there. It, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Yeah, and Christina goes all out on this. She even does the lip thing that, that what, what's her name does? The Mary, Mary or? No, Winifred? the Winifred. Well, yeah. Buckle up your lips like that and stuff. Oh, it's, yeah, it's, for it's, sure. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually pretty crazy. It's so, fun. All right, so we're going to go ahead and start into this. And the first one is Hocus Pocus was actually a huge flop <gasps> in theaters. What? It, uh, the film budget was $24 million, <gasps> And the box office only pulled 39.5. So it, it just barely got out of the black. Whoa. And really? uh, it actually did terrible for years and years after that until it got a following. And everybody just started watching it. And it became... it, And it got re-released and all that stuff. And that's when it got the following. Yeah. It's when it came out on video and pretty much just everybody. And, and Hocus Pocus lost out to Free Willy. What? Yeah, Free Willy. It Free Willy had a budget of twenty million, and hmm. it made a hundred and fifty three. <gasps> oh my gosh! It, it didn't just get beat. Yeah, That's it it was boy. it was crazy, and oh like gosh. I said, it it flopped beyond belief. So, um, the Sanderson sisters were original were originally the stars of the movie, and uh, the Hocus Pocus film audience. They concentrated so much on the Denison children and stuff like that that uh, they decided to make the Sanderson sisters the stars of the movie because everything like revolved around them. They were actually the back characters of the entire movie. Really? This, the Sanderson sisters? Yeah. Were. They were just the back people. They, they weren't even... They were like supporting. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yep. And, uh, oh, and that beep, she's running treatment right now, and she needs a blood pressure, so we'll go ahead and get that. Um, the 25th anniversary release has a ton more deleted uh, footage that none of the other movies had. And I know you've watched that, because I've, I actually bought it for you, and we, we have it. Yeah. But uh, it actually has a ton more, so if you haven't seen that, go see it. And you've seen the second one now, right? <gasps> Yes, yes, yes. We had a actual, we had a get together at my friend's house and she did a whole party and we did a showing in her backyard and it was, it was incredible. Okay. And another fact is the witches actually fly like they drive. So if you watch them, they're actually driving like they have a steering wheel. <gasps> really? Yep. 
and it wasn't done on accident. One of the films, uh, Kyagophos, was in charge of the flight, and they said they want him to fly like they're driving a car. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. So, um... I never noticed that. Let's see. What's another one? Uh, the director, Kenny Ortega, is actually a famous choreographer. <gasps> And that's probably, that's one of the main reasons why the movie flopped is it was just this musical. It was just, it, oh. back, when it came out, it was just this stupid Disney musical. That's and, insane. Yeah. Let's see. Beth Midler wasn't the only one who sang. And if you've seen it, uh, Sarah Jessica Parker actually sings when she's on the bloom yeah. to get all the children to come. Oh, little children. Yep. Um, and another thing, Sarah Jessica Parker is actually related to a Salem witch. Cool. Yeah, she doesn't know, she didn't know this at the time of the filming, but uh, people started investigating once once this film got huge. Oh my gosh. And she is a descendant of a woman accused of witchcraft during the Salem witch trials. <gasps> She's the 10th great-granddaughter of Esther Elwell. She was accused of witchcraft in in 1692. And did she, like, live? Um, she was detained for the witch trials, and it got out of control that the mob, with the mob and everything, and uh, they were trying to drag in the governor's wife for witch, witchcraft as well. So, Whoa. yep, and like I said, so she, she got didn't... away? Uh, yeah, she got away. And Sarah Jessica Parker didn't find this out until nearly 25 years after the Hocus Pocus came out. And on the 25th anniversary, that's when it came up that she was. Um, Some famous names turned down the roles. Um, In a different timeline, in a different famous faces, Hocus Pocus. Uh, Let's see, Max Dennison is played by Orny Katz. And Millie Sanderson is paid by Kathy Nijaman. Um, the alternate cast, they actually wanted Leonardo DiCaprio <gasps> as Max. Oh, my. Um, that they wanted, would make this show way too perfect. It would. Uh, they wanted Rosie O'Donnell as Millie. Oh, oh. I think that would be maybe okay back then. I see that, yeah. Um, they both turned down the roles. However, O'Donnell turned down the role because she didn't want to play a witch. And DiCaprio turned down the role because he was holding out for an audition of What's Eating Gilbert Grape. So they both kind of made the right choices. And uh, while they were talking about casting What Ifs, there was another ad to the pile. Jennifer Lopez (gasps) actually auditioned for the role of Sarah Sanderson. You're kidding me. So instead of Sarah Jessica Parker, you would have had Jennifer Lopez. As the ditzy Sanderson sister. Whoa. The film's budget for Hocus Pocus was pretty tight. And uh, they couldn't afford her at that Uh time. Um, And most of the time, recycling costumes from movie to movie. if, If you look at a lot of the bank heists in Space Marines... And uh, stuff like that. Tron, Treasure Island. A lot of the costumes were reused. You're kidding. Yep. So like during the Halloween scenes and stuff like that, they were reused. Wow. Um, if you're curious where the Madonna costume came from. Yes. Worn by Stephanie Fossey. Playing Jenny's mom. Jenny, the mom of Jenny Dennison. That was a handmade costume by Mary Boyd. 
and it gives uh it it actually kind of gives the homemade costume vibe my um one of my friends autumn she's gonna be madonna this year so we're not leaving out madonna yep all right and the uh, the fountain that appealed in the Flinza intro is in hocus pocus at the school what? So at the very beginning of Friends, when the uh, when they're dancing in 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 the fountain, yeah, yeah, that is in oh. Hocus Pocus. If uh, you have to be a sharp-eyed movie fan out there, the fountain in Hocus Pocus Pocus is the same fountain in opening of show Friends. That's crazy. And while while fans of the show Friends might be under the impression that the iconic fountain from the opening scene is in New York, it's not. The fountain is actually located at the Warner Brothers studio in Burbank, California. Oh, my. And it's appeared in a wide variety of films, and so it's a backstock uh, film. Yeah. And it's uh, yeah, it's appeared in movies since the 1960s. Mm. Oh, my gosh. Um, let's see. One of the houses in the movie is a frequent file as well. Um, it was actually used in National Lampoon's Christmas <gasps> Vacation. What? Yep. Wow, with what? Uh, the iron fence and the blue shutters that none of the other houses have, it's the same house from National Lampoon. Oh, my. A uh, little coincidence, too, the actress that played Danny Dennison, Thora Birch, revisited the same house later in Korea for that very same house the kids used um when it was actually the same same house they used she used in american beauty that is actually amazing really yep um let's see some of the film was actually filmed in salem (gasps) really yep so let's see beth midler turning into stone was practical effects so they actually made that uh, that stone sculpture of Beth Midler. Where is it now? Um, let's see. I don't know. It actually doesn't say, but the CGI and all that stuff was the first time it's ever been used. Wow. And whole transitioning and the smoke effect and the green lights. They did so, good. Let's see. Thackeray Binks was, yep, was voiced by a different actor. Why? Yeah, uh, Sean Murray, you may know him from NCIS, but the voice of the role both in human and cat form is provided by Jason Mosden. Mus- wow, that's weird. Why would they do that? I don't know. Um, he's actually the same voice that does Max Goof in the animated Goofy movie. Oh, he wow. was just He's just a extra cat character. That's cool. Um, let's see. Binks was played by nine cats and one robot. Oh, you're kidding. Nope. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And uh, the kids in the movie actually disliked the multi-cat routine. I guess a bunch of them were buttheads and mean when oh. a couple of them were nice. And they would think that they were getting the nice one and it was oh, the no. the mean one. So. Let's see. The black cat inspired everything in the movie. So pretty much uh, the black cat would jump up on tombstones. and Pretty much they would let the cat be a cat and they would film around it. Wow. Let's see. 
the Devil's Dog was actually Kathy Nimjin's uh, uh, dog. The lady that play, the one that does the weird face, the title is all the time. Millie. It was Millie's. It was her little dog. Oh, he's so cute. Let's see. The devil and his wife are actually famous. I mean, you already know that. But um, let's see. And when this was written, the Hocus Pocus sequel is coming soon. So it's already out, and I hear it's absolutely amazing. I haven't seen it, but Christina has. It's good. You'll love it. Go watch it. All right. So uh, that's... uh, Christina's Crazy Corner. Yeah, so thanks for coming, guys, and hopefully we'll do something fun like that next week, too. Yeah. Uh, Peace out. Bye, guys. See ya.